This is not my text for this morning's sermon. I just want you to know that. I just want to share something from it. Um, I also wanted to share this. Um, One Sunday, a pastor told the congregation that the church needed some extra money. Uh, When do they not need extra money? But he asked the people to prayerfully consider giving a little extra in the offering plate. He said that whoever gave the most would be able to pick out three hymns. After the offering plates were passed, the pastor glanced down and noticed that someone had placed a $1,000 check in the offering plate. He was so excited that he immediately shared his joy with his congregation and said he'd like to personally thank the person who placed the money in the plate. A very quiet, elderly, and saintly lady all the way in the back shyly raised her hand. The pastor asked her to come to the front. Slowly, she made her way to the pastor. He told her how wonderful it was that she gave so much and in Thanksgiving asked her to pick out three hymns. Her eyes brightened as she looked over the congregation, pointed to the three most handsomest men in the building and said, I'll take him, him, and him. I thought you'd like that this morning. Uh, I don't have a Valentine's Day sermon. Uh, I'm not one of those pastors that think you have to do your sermon with every holiday that's on the calendar. Uh, But uh, my wife gets on me about that. But I don't like doing it. Um, But uh, I wanted to talk to you this morning, though, about what does it mean to be bold? What does it mean to be courageous? Many people go to the first chapter of Joshua, as we will. Now, one of the reasons I have this giant commentary up here is because I thought it was interesting that when we think of Joshua, we immediately think of his military background. But God did not choose Joshua as the successor to Moses because of his physical strength. What we often forget uh, is that Joshua had spiritual strength. You can't just have physical strength and be courageous. There's got to be something in you. The Spirit of God uh, that, that gives us power to be able to do the things He requires. And one of the things I learned, and I'll just read it from this commentary, the author says we should pause to review some important facts about Joshua. One thing I, just, I guess I just did not realize His name was not always Joshua. It was Hoshea or Hoshea, H-O-S-H-E-A. Moses changed his name in Numbers 13, verse 16. He was a man engaged in fighting the Lord's battles. He led the Israelites in their first combat against the uh, Amalekites. But what equipped Joshua to replace Moses at the head of the nation was not his military prowess, but his spiritual vitality and faith. Remember, by the time we get to Joshua chapter 1, he is 90 years old. This is not a young man. This is not a teenager. He has spiritual vitality. Now, it's interesting to also know that Moses was a hundred and uh, he was over 100 years old But when God took him, it even says that that his eyes were not dim. He had strength. He could not enter the promised land on account of 
is sin. But as a young man even, Joshua attended the tent of the Lord. In Exodus 33, verse 11, uh, Exodus 32, verse 17, he had been on Mount Sinai with Moses. So you see, Joshua is not just someone with the, a big military resume uh, that we look at. He had spiritual strength. If you don't have spiritual strength this morning, you're not going to be courageous to stand for the things of God. You're just not going to be able to. If you don't have spiritual vitality, if you don't have spiritual strength, if you don't have the, the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, you're not going to be bold. My wife mentioned about that, that young people today need to be bold, and I was reminded, uh, and you don't know this until you start getting older, that there's not a phase in your life that you're not going to need courage. There's not going to be one phase in your life that you're not going to deal with peer pressure. See, we, we do you young people a disservice by telling you that you'll deal, deal with peer pressure as teenagers. You'll deal with it till the day you die. Because your peers will just get older, but there will always be that pressure to be what other people want you to be. And that's in the church. That's in the world. That's life. So we have to learn, and maybe we sh what we're trying to do for young people is teach, teach them at a young age that this is something that we all deal with. But I want to look at uh, this morning three reasons why we can be strong in life's challenges. Why we can be bold. We live in a world today, and let's face it, every generation has where there was something that they could fear. Something to be afraid of. If you were alive during uh, the events of September 11, 2001, you realize people were living in fear. Uh, you know, there was probably weeks that went by that you just, when you saw an airplane in the sky, you couldn't help but think about what had happened. There's always going to be something that you and I could look at and be discouraged by. Right now, maybe it's, it's oncoming war or finances or viruses or what it's never going to end but you and I have to learn that we can navigate life and not always be discouraged not always be scared and be afraid one person says that they they looked at the scriptures and said that the phrase do not fear is in the bible 365 times that's a do not fear for every day Every day, you and I have the decision, or we make the decision rather, to wake up in faith or in fear. Because there's always going to be, there's, God will always be there that we can put our faith in, or, and there's always going to be something that we can fear. But you can't do both. When you look at verse, uh, look at down to verse 5, Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. Now let's, let's, let's be honest here. I wouldn't want to be Joshua. Because Joshua is taking over from the, at this point, the greatest person in the Old Testament, Moses. In fact, and, and you know, the, the, the running joke is, I don't think Moses wrote this. I hope he didn't. It says he was the most humblest person on earth. Well, if you think you're humble, you're not. <laughs> but it says that he was the most humblest person on earth. He, he met with God. I mean, God, uh, he, he, he basically... 
in his own way, spiritually wrestled with God. He asked God not to, you know, destroy the Israelites and give them one more chance. And, and, and you got to think about it. Almost overnight, Joshua goes from the, the servant to the successor. And all of a sudden, you're the guy that everybody's looking at after Moses had led all these people. And they're saying, okay, we're, we're going to go by what you say. And that's why... The Lord says uh, in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, and you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Now, what, what, what I want you to see here, and you will may hear me say this many times, or at least a few times, just to get the point across, because there's a point that God is making to Joshua, and he says it three times. Now, that's important for you folks who have done various Bible studies and heard countless sermons. What do, what's the preacher always say? When you see something more than once, that's important, right? What, what's, what do you see over and over? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Verse 6, verse 7, uh, and then again, verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Now, I want to say this to you. You will hear people say that to you all your life. You can do it. You, I believe in you. You can be strong. Here's the difference. They say it. They can't enable you to do it. God doesn't just say it. He gives you the power to do it. That's important here. When God says, do not fear... It's usually, uh, there's usually a second part to that that says, I will be with you. That's why you don't have to fear. You're not alone. You don't have to fear. You know, the scriptures that, that says that um, Elijah says, you know, open, open my servant's eyes, Lord, so he can see. And he sees these chariots of fire and, and the angels that are surrounding them. Friends, you're not alone today. So here's the three reasons why you and I can be strong and courageous. First of all, look at verse 5 and 6. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Uh, that's important. That's, a, that's God's promise guaranteeing Joshua a sure victory. God is promising him that he will be with him. That's a promise. I, he says, uh, I have been, just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I hope you understand this morning that maybe what the Lord is saying to you is, just as I was with Moses and Joshua and David, I'll be with you. Put your name there. Many times when we read the scriptures, we only see it from... We think, oh, God was with Joshua. Yes, but there's more. He's with you too. And He's telling you and I today, in the world that you're living, in, 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 the, in the life that you're trying to navigate with you and your spouse and your family and your friends, He's saying, you know what? You can rely on my promise. The Bible tells us that God's promises are yes and amen, which means you can rely on them. They're not hopes as in, I hope it gets a little warmer today. 
That has no assurance in it whatsoever. It's just a fleeting thought. It's just a, well, I hope this happens. I'm not sure we can be sure of God's promises. That's why we shouldn't live lives of discouragement. God's promise guaranteed Joshua a sure victory. And He guarantees you victory. In fact, the victory has already been won. When Jesus rose again, He defeated death, hell, and the grave. You and I are supposed to then, in faith, walk in that victory. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard when what we see does not shout victory to us. When, when we're bombarded with, with all the bad that goes on, or, or, the, or, or if we feel a certain way, or we feel bad, the real battle of faith is joined here, not what we are, but what He is. Not what we feel, but His facts. When God gives us a promise, that's what we need to rely on. Not how I feel. Not what I see around me even. But what He's already said. He, we can trust His promises. Now look at verse 7 and 8. Only be strong and very courageous. There it is again. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. Our guest speaker told us that the word success was not in the Bible. He has a Ph.D. I do not. I should write him and tell him he was wrong. It is in the Bible. But success to the world is not the same success I'm talking about. You want to be successful, follow God's rules. Many times uh, we will give out Bibles to our young people or core cadets, and usually the same verse is in there. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. And what? He will direct thy paths or He will make your path straight, whichever version you decide to go with. That's what success is to God. To God, Joshua was saying, you know what? My God's Word provided a safe guide. You know how you can be bold? Have confidence in God's Word. Not in what you read on the Internet, not what you read on social media or even in the newspapers or whatever. The Bible, God's Word, is God's truth, and it provides a guidance for our lives. In fact, another great verse that we learn, uh, and maybe if you don't know it, go, uh, you, should, you should learn it. Psalm 119 reminds us that thy Word is a light for my path. What does light do? It guides your way. Josh, God is telling Joshua, you can be strong and courageous if, and you, you can know that my presence is with you if you don't turn from my, from my word. You can't, in fact, James tells us this, you can't read God's word. A double-minded person will read God's word and then forget what it says and then go off and do whatever they want. And you know what James says? A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. What's an unstable person? To, they go from the left to the right. There's no guidance. There's no true 
navigation here. God's word is like it's like if you if long before any of us were alive when the they would have to chart the stars to navigate, they always looked for the north star. And they could they could navigate and find their way. We could barely use our GPS. I still miss turns and it's telling me where to go. How many times do we miss what God is saying because we read it, but we don't do what it says? You see, what, what, what God is giving Joshua in chapter 1 is what He's giving us today. It's a blueprint for successful living. Successful living is being bold, knowing that God's promise is sure, that God's Word provides a safe guide, and then in verse 9, that God's presence is a sustaining power. Verse 9 says, and he even leaves it with a question, have I not commanded you? Now, that's, let's just stop there. When we think of the word command, we go what? To the Ten Commandments? That Don't do this? Don't do that? But how many times do we look at the word command and see it as proactive? I command you to be strong. I command you to be courageous. When you look at the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus even said, do not worry. He didn't say, I, I would hope that you don't worry. It is an insult to God, honestly, when we're not strong and courageous. Because what we're saying is, Lord, I read what this says, but I don't believe it. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to put it into practice. Do not tremble, verse 9, or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now I'm going to turn to another verse of Scripture. As, and I'm doing this selfishly, by the way. This is my all-time favorite Scripture. And this is what it says, Isaiah 41, verse 10. This will sound familiar. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Sustaining. What sustains you? In other words, what gets you through your day? We were talking in Sunday school just now about the, the security blankets this morning that we will, will hold on to, we will run to when life gets hard. How many times do we lay down those security blankets and run to God's Word and remind ourselves we should not be discouraged? In fact, Major Murphy sang that. You know, it even says that in that song, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Why should I be discouraged? If God is watching the sparrow, will He not much more take care of me? Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Now, please understand that when, when we say, Lord, make me strong and courageous, I really believe that the only true way to do that is He gives us times in our life where we have to choose to be strong and courageous. I don't think anyone in here right now has to sit here and say in this chapel, Lord, help me to be courageous right now. But there will come a time 
There'll come a day, an event, many times, many events, many moments in our life, in our lifespan, where we will need to remember these words. And it's not going to be while the core officer has his Bible open. It's not going to be while the Sunday school teacher presents this lesson. It's going to be in a place where you're going to think, you know what, I, this is where I need to call to mind the Word of God. Where I need to be mindful that, that even if I feel like I'm alone, I'm not. It's not what we feel, it's what He says. And that's the real battle, as I mentioned earlier. The real battle of faith is joined here. When God says, have I not commanded you to be strong? Have I not commanded you to be courageous? It takes courage to live the Christian life. It takes courage not to be discouraged. It takes courage not to get up and look around and, and just feel overwhelmed with all that's going on in the world or just what's going on in your world. And yet, God tells us, be strong, be courageous. And He's not saying that just to Joshua this morning. He's saying it to you. He's saying it to me. He's saying it every day to us. God is saying, I am big enough to handle what you're going through. Why can you be strong? Because God's promises are guaranteed. God's Word provides a safe guide. God's presence provides sustaining power. What's sustaining you this morning? If it's not God, it's not going to last. If it's someone or something, it's, it, or some tradition, it, it could be a million other things, but it's not going to sustain you ultimately. God's presence, God tells us over and over and over, I will be with you. Because He understands that we need those reminders. He understands that we live in a fallen world and we need to be mindful and reminded that He's with us. You see, as I said earlier, other people can say, be strong, be courageous, but they can't enable you to do that. They can't make the promise that they will be with you wherever you go. Your parents can't do that. Your best friend can't do that, but God can. And so He does. And He says, you can be strong and you can be courageous. Why? because I am with you wherever you go. There's not one place that you will go that God doesn't go with you, but I love this too. There's also not one place, physically, spiritually, mentally, that He doesn't go before you. And that's important to know. God goes with you, but He goes before you. Why can we, why can we quote Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? with assurance because the same God that directs our path has already went down the path and He sees everything that we're going to experience. He already sees, There's not one thing that you and I will deal with that He hasn't already given His stamp of approval and said, I will allow this. So leave, let me leave you this morning with God's Word to Joshua and may you see it this morning as God's Word to you. 
Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I hope you know that to be true in your life. I've asked if Mary Carroll would come and, and play this song. It's to a hopefully a familiar tune to you. We're not going to sing the words, but it says, How can I better serve thee, Lord? Thou hast done so much for me. Faltering and weak, my labor has been. Oh, that my life may tell for thee. Here at the cross in this sacred hour, here at the source of reviving power, helpless indeed, I come with my need. Lord, for thy service, fit me, I plead. The third verse says, Strength for, thy, for my weakness, Lord, impart. Sight for my blindness, give to me. Faith for my doubtings, Lord, I would crave that I may serve thee worthily. Every one of us in this room needs the Lord. There's no doubt. Every one of us in this room, if we want to be strong and courageous, we need sustaining power. So as she plays this song, I would invite you to come and, and pray. And if there's something that you're fearful of, something that, you, that you're having trouble with this morning, I would encourage you to be encouraged by God's word that says, be strong and courageous because he is with you. It's not just a fleeting, oh, you can do it. Be strong. It's a be strong because I'm going to enable you to be strong. And if you need that encouragement, come and pray. Jesus is here. We read all the time where two or three are gathered. He's in our midst. Whether you feel him or not, that, that has nothing to do with it because He's already promised He's here. So you come and you pray and let God meet your need.